Amen. If you have your Bibles, um, it's Psalm 102, Psalm 102, and we're just going to read a portion of God's Word, then we're going to go to prayer at that time. Uh, the live stream will end, so we'll just pray at home there for those that are listening in, and then we'll take that liberty we have uh, to pray here. So Psalm uh, 102, and we're going to read from verse 12. Psalm 102 and verse 12. But thou, O Lord, shalt endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise. You know, that's what we're praying for in these days, that our God will arise. You know, the psalmist says in Psalm 68, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. You know what we need? We need God to arise. We need God to arise in these days. You know, the enemy has come in like a flood, but the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, what happens? That the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against them. And you know, our prayer tonight is that our God would arise. And here we read, Now shall they arise and have mercy. That simply means to have compassion. We serve a God that is compassionate that he's full of love, tender mercy, but he will arise and have mercy upon Zion. And then it says these words, for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time is come. There's a time. Do you know, isn't it? Ecclesiastes tells us that there's a time or there's a season for everything, but there's a set time. You know, it tells us in the scripture concerning Abraham, and the promise that God had given him that he would have a son with Sarah. But it says that it was at the set time. You know, God works in seasons. He works in times. There is a time. So we know that God's in control. He's sovereign above everything and all things. But there is a time. And here we see that there is a set time for the favor of the Lord to come. And you know, that, that really is our prayer. You know, we, we have seen it over the whole of the church age and church history, that God has been sovereign over every generation. And we have seen generations rise up and go, and we've seen spiritual awakenings, and we've seen fallen aways. But in all of these things, God is on the throne. And then there's the time that God works, that God simply moves. And are we not praying that for our families? Are we praying that believing for our loved ones? There's a set time there's a time when God moves you know the gospel is to be preached in season and out of season it's always the gospel but then there's a season that God works God moves that the wind of God blows and here we're reading of a time of favor and you know we can look to the Lord and pray to him tonight God would you intervene? This is the time we're calling on you for your favor. You know, whether it be Friday night in a field in Downpatrick, but, you know, God at a set time would just blow into that field, you know, where the wind blows. And when the wind blows, that's when men are born of the Spirit. So we're believing God for the wind of God to blow, for our loved ones, for our families, for our communities, uh, for this nation, for the land. We're praying for God to come and to move by his spirit. And so we see there's a set time that God comes. Then it says in verse 14, For thy servants sake, for thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. That's That seems a strange verse, or what is he talking about, you may ask. But here you see that at, at this particular time, 
Israel had, had been taken from Jerusalem. Jerusalem had been laying waste. The walls had been broken down. You're familiar with the story. The enemy had come in, and so the walls lay in heaps, and there was the dust. But there were servants of the Lord that had a concern. There was a people that were concerned for the testimony of the Lord, for the honor of the Lord, and they were concerned at that time for her stones and for the dust, even the very dust of Jerusalem, not in the physical sense. But then it says in verse 15, So the heathens shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth thy glory. And then verse 16 is opened with this. Remember, we're looking at the set time. But verse 16 says this, When the Lord, it doesn't say if the Lord, but it says when the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. And you know, friend, you know, in all of this, what's going on, I suppose that we're probably all very similar. There's only so much of what you can listen to and only so much that you actually want to watch or hear. But you know what we're really longing for is that the Lord would come and that the Lord in a set time would show favor or compassion but that he would build up his people and thank God for the testimonies. Has God strengthened you? Has he encouraged you in these days? Has he been your strength to hear those different testimonies of the encouragement that the Lord has been? You know, you would think of it of a year ago, we would tell you that next year there'll be three months that everyone's going to be in lockdown. You'll not be able to leave your house. You'll have to stay in. You'll not be able to go anywhere. All the shops will be closed. The barbers will be closed. Everywhere's closed down. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You'll all be stuck in your house. You would be looking at that saying, what good can come out of that? But hasn't the Lord been good? Hasn't he encouraged us? Has he been with us? Has he brought us through? And then we're looking to him to do a building work. Not, not in the natural, but to build up Zion. And when he builds his people up, do you know what happens? Then he appears in his glory. And oh, for the glory of God to fill the house of God, the gathering of God's people. You know, as the church come back, and I'm talking about all the church collectively, wherever that may be, in every town, in every city, in every street, in every corner, whatever type of building it is, but where it's God's people. You know, really, I've just been thinking over this. May God, as he brings us back to build up again, may he appear in his glory. May God come down in his fullness, in his power, and in his glory. You know, we, we're... In all of this, what we need to see is God. We need, a, we need a move of the Spirit of God. You know, men are doing all their things. The politicians are doing all those things. But we need an appearing of the Almighty. That he would come in his glory and his power. And he would display who he is. And then it says these words as we're coming to prayer. He will regard the prayer of the destitute. And he will not despise their prayer. And so I want to speak to maybe one or two tonight. You've heard the great testimonies, the encouragements, and the strength that the Lord has been. But perhaps maybe there's one or two it hasn't been that way for you. Perhaps it hasn't been that way. Perhaps you're encouraged by hearing others say, you know, I'm delighted for what I've heard here and there and across this way of how people have been encouraged and blessed and strengthened and lifted up and sustained. But really, I've had a few months and it's been a time where it feels like it's been destitute. 
But can I encourage you tonight? Friend, listen to what the scripture says. He will regard the prayer of the destitute. Now that word destitute simply means to be naked or poor. And maybe there's someone tonight saying, well, I would have loved to have had their testimony in that sense, or I'd have loved the Lord to do that work in me the way he's been working in them. But can I tell you, friend, if you find yourself in a place tonight, listen, if you're in a place tonight where you're feeling empty or destitute because of the season that you've come through, I want to encourage you with this. The Lord's going to hear your prayer because he's no respecter of persons. He hasn't got favorites. But God hears the cry of the destitute and he will not despise their prayer. And then it says these words, this shall be written for the generation to come. In other words, that's, this is written for us. This is why this is penned here. And the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. You know what that's speaking of? If you're born again, you're a new creature. And this was written for you. There's going to come a time And the generation to come. This is why this is here. Even the prayer of the destitute. God's going to hear your prayer. Your prayer. Your cry. Even though you're broken. You're empty. And you feel poor and destitute. And maybe even spiritually naked. But God will hear your prayer. And this is written for you tonight. Because the Bible says. And you that has been created. You're going to come. And you'll praise the Lord. In other words. You'll have a testimony. You'll come perhaps even by Sunday morning and you'll come into the house of God and say, you know, I went through a period of time for four or five weeks, four or five months, or even four or five years. But I want to tell you something. God's been good. God's broke through for me. And we can rejoice in your testimony of what the Lord's done in you. And you've been created and you'll praise the Lord. And we'll praise him with you because we praise with those that praise or or laugh and then we weep with those that weep. And so there's seasons in our lives, isn't there seasons? Isn't there times where there's mountaintops? Is there times when there's valleys? But praise the Lord, he's always the same. And so what he's saying here is, there's a cry comes up in a prayer meeting from someone who's destitute and says, Lord, do you hear me where I am? And God says, I hear the prayer of the destitute. And I'll come for you, you alone. Everyone else might be walking through the Red Sea. They might be dancing on the banks and see their enemy destroyed. And they might be rejoicing in what the Lord's doing in their lives. But friend, tonight maybe it's different for you. And sometimes we've all been in that circumstance where we've been in meetings and we hear the great testimonies and there's just a cry in our heart that says, Lord, do you hear me? Lord, have you abandoned me? Am I just here on my own? Does no one else hear or see what's happening? I want to tell you, friend, listen. God sees your heart and God hears your cry. And God's not forgotten you. And he hears the cry of the destitute. And friends, maybe even tonight, maybe even tomorrow, pray to God that on Sunday morning the doors will burst through and there's a whole new rake of testimonies of what the Lord has done. Do we believe it? That's the God that we serve. And he says, for he looked down from the height of his sanctuary. Isn't that awesome? That our God just looks down. You know, God sees us all tonight. There's no one missed. There's no one missed out. Everybody that's here, we may not know everyone really deeply or personally. Someone may be listening. But God's looking down tonight. Isn't it an amazing thing that God looks down from his sanctuary and he sees you? 
Think about it. I think that's an awesome thing. That God simply looks down from the sanctuary tonight and he sees us. Isn't that an awesome thing? He hasn't missed us. He knows all about us. He's heard our cry. He sees our brokenness. He knows where we are. He knows how low we are. He knows how much we can take. And we serve a God that comes to those that cry unto him in that hour. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth. Now listen to these few verses here. Verse 20. To hear the groaning of the prisoner. To hear the groaning of the prisoner. Do you know, I, I, I believe we've been in lockdown, right? But I, I'm not talking about that lockdown that, that, that we've heard enough of, basically. I'm talking about a different, a different lockdown. I'm talking about people. Bible calls them prisoners. They're in a place. We've been there, haven't we? Such were some of you. Isn't that where we've been? A place where we come to. A place of darkness. A place where we don't see a way forward. A place where it seems isolated. A place where it seems that all the pressures of life and all the powers of darkness and all the work of the enemy and all the lying voices that come into our head and all the works of... Anybody know what we're talking about? We all know that. And here he sees, he hears the groan. There's like an inner groan. It's not even sometimes words that you can say. It's not actually something that you can... Have you ever been in a situation you just can't explain what way you feel? But there's like inside, there's like a pain or there's a groan or there's something that you're going, oh God, if only someone could understand. Can I tell you, friends, he understands. There's a wee song that says that he understands our tears. He knows all about it, friends. He's touched by the feelings of our infirmities. And it says to hear the groaning of the prisoner. God hears you. Listen, you may not be able to communicate it. You may not be able to put it into words. But God hears the groan of the prisoner. What does he do? Listen to these words. To loose those that are appointed to death. It's like this, the, the whole work of the enemy is to bring us to a place of death. But God hears the groan of the prisoner. And God has come to loose us. And that's the gospel. And that's the power of the gospel. To declare, verse 21, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. I want to encourage you, friend, for just those few that perhaps that just are finding themselves still in that very tight place. He's going to loose the prisoner. Listen to me, friend. He's going to loose the prisoner. You know, if, if you can really grasp this tonight, I just want to encourage, I do feel this is just what the Lord wanted me to share before prayer. But I, I just know tonight there's, there's maybe one or two here, but it just hasn't been like that for you, the way we've heard of so many. And thank God for all of that. We, we rejoice in that. But there's been difficulties. There's been trials. There's been... There's been times just of great discouragement and you've been despondent. And isolation's an awful thing. It's not God's purpose at all. God places the, the, the desolate. He brings them into what? Into families. Have we missed the family of God? I tell you, well, there's three of us, but I, everyone told me before we came here that you did miss it. So I do believe you that we missed the meeting together as a family. The love of God shed abroad in our hearts 
They're rejoicing. You know when that song, those songs started tonight. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Just to be in the presence of the Lord. It's just an amazing thing, but maybe it hasn't been that way. But I want to tell you, friend, in, in some way, verse 21 is prophetic for someone that you're going to declare the name of the Lord in Zion. Zion, spiritually, is just us. You will declare your sin. I don't even feel like I can't even get lift myself. I feel so chained and so bound and so oppressed. And the enemy has been such an awful time. Let me tell you something. You will declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. Friends, I thank God that he is a God that turns our morning into singing. Thank God that he changes the night into day. Thank God that weeping may last for a night, but praise the Lord, joy comes in the morning. There's a change coming, friend. I want to encourage you tonight that he hears the prayer of the destitute. We serve an amazing Savior. We serve an amazing God tonight. He hasn't abandoned you. You're not on your own. It's not all over. God tonight will hear the cry of the destitute and he'll come and you'll bring your praise. I can't bring your praise for you and you can't bring my praise for me, but you will bring your praise for what God has done because he'll loose the prisoner. Praise the Lord, he sets the prisoner free. He hears the groan. It's a groan. But God even hears a groan. Isn't that an amazing God? He hears the cry of a heart. Friend, I want to encourage you tonight. We're going to come to prayer. We thank those for listening online. I encourage you to pray. Just continue to pray at home. But we are going to continue to pray here. I encourage you tonight, even if you don't feel like it, you know, let's bring that sacrifice of praise tonight into the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's praise him. You know, let's just give him thanks tonight and encourage one another in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.